Opening this week's episode with a dramatic reading of the thumbs up, thumbs down section of the Ojai Valley News is Lily Brown, co-producer of the Townies podcast. A reader sends a thumbs up to the Ojai City Council for scrapping its plan to use a lottery to select medical cannabis providers. This decision is too important to leave to chance. A reader sends a thumbs up and thank you to the person or persons who bought her birthday breakfast at Bonnie Lou's on March 25th and to the great waitress who kept the person's identity a secret. What a wonderful surprise. A reader sends a thumbs down to the person who stole three collectibles at a garage sale to benefit a nonprofit organization and a thumbs down to whoever stole the owner's Kindle from a back porch table. For shame. <laughs> I'm from here. Here's the story. Welcome back to the Townies Podcast. I am Kim Maxwell, and I am a townie. I am a townie who loves other people's stories. I teach a weekly writing and performance workshop here in my ridiculously small fishbowl of a town nestled in the foothills of Ventura County. And for 25 years, the raw and vulnerable musings of my brilliant and courageous students have sent me home filled with hope. Some of my beloved students are seasoned professionals. Some have never even been on a stage before. But there they are, up in front of a live audience, flinging themselves and their brand new words into the abyss. Their reward? They have been heard. They matter. Their words matter. And the audience? Well, they have just officially been granted permission to do the same. To go out there somewhere and take a big old risk. And that is the sacred exchange between terrified storyteller and gracious audience member. Permission. I love people's stories because stories are what connect us. This is the Townies Podcast. Welcome to the neighborhood. Episode 19 All You Need Is. Here to get things started Love, written and performed by Robert McNeil. Robert is a lover of many things, especially his daughter Cheryl, every animal that appears on his doorstep, freeform dancing, and theater of all kinds. I have a friend. I know that's hard to believe I have a friend. And she's even here tonight. And this friend told me, Robert, you're all about love. You know, she's right. I love love. I love love in all its magnificent, myriad manifestations. I love my cat. I love all animals. I love my daughter. I love my circle of friends, each of them. I love being in love. It's a state of mind marinating in the love of everything. I love being in love, you know, the romantic variety. Although I'm not currently in a romantic relationship, 
I have felt a depth of love that I am grateful for. And I have felt that twice in my life. It's a feeling that transcends yet includes romantic love. It persists even though it is unrequited. It simply is. This is not to downplay romance. Oh no, I revel in romance. I love the wooing aspect of romance. I love being the wooer. Well, let me tell you about wooing. <laughs> wooing is best when spontaneous, yet organized. <laughs> a surprise, yet a mystery to be unraveled, and unique. Always a new adventure for the wooer and the wooee. It's not running into Vons the afternoon of February 14th to grab up one of the leftover bouquets or a box of cheap chocolates. <laughs> Oh, no. It requires ingenuity, stealth, and planning to create a -a one-of-a-kind experience. My most memorable wooing adventure happened right here in Ojai. Did I mention I love to cook? (laughs) Well, more about that later. I phoned her, the wooey that is, and invited her to dinner. I didn't tell her where we were going, but I gave her some clothing hints. Heels would be awkward but a wrap or sweater might come in handy. Could get chilly later. In the car, her curiosity was in full bloom, trying to guess where we were going. I headed the car up 33. This was back in the days when Bodie's restaurant was still in operation, so I knew that would be her guess. My lips were zippered shut. <laughs> but I pulled into Bodie's parking lot, waited a moment, and immediately drove back on to 33, (laughs) heading up into the mountains. Our destination was further up the road. Just past Rose Valley, on the other side of the road, is a turnout. Standing at the furthest edge of the turnout reveals a magnificent view. You can see all the way to the ocean. And if it's a clear day, you can see the islands. Anacapa, Santa Cruz, Santa Rosa, and San Miguel. We feasted on the view for a while, but I had a different feast in mind. Out of the trunk, I drew two folding chairs, a folding table, a chilled bottle of wine, two long-stemmed wine glasses, and one long-stemmed red rose. Well, we sat and toasted, drinking in the marvelous vista. It was an awe-inspiring experience. But if you think that was all, you've underestimated me. (laughs) Remember my comment? I love to cook. I returned to the magical trunk, extracted two sets of fine china, silverware, and folded napkins. Out of a large cooler, now coolers are insulated and can keep things hot as well as cold. Out of this cooler I produced a full Epicurean delight. We leisurely consumed the meal, stood embracing, sipping the last of the wine, while watching the sun slowly slip behind the mountaintops and dip into the sea. 
I had timed it perfectly. <laughs> to catch the sunset as we finished our meal. We drove down the mountain in silence, each of us savoring the warm feelings still lingering. Each time I pass that spot in the road, that same warm feeling floods my body. Now, because I'm not in a romantic relationship at the moment, one might say, well, that's nice, but it didn't work out. <laughs> to which I reply, maybe it didn't work out, but it was a workout. <laughs> sort of like gym for the heart, a love exercise to keep one's heart open, toning and strengthening the heart so that it is strong enough and willing enough to be responsive when love presents itself again. And this is not just about romantic love. The more open you are to love, the more love will be drawn to you. You will find yourself surrounded by people who love you. And in that atmosphere, love in all of its forms will blossom. I love love. This is my experience. Each of us deserves this. And that was Robert McNeil. Up next, What We're After, written and performed by Seamus Morrison. Seamus is deep in the throes of his first year at UC Santa Barbara in the College of Creative Studies, where he hopes to major in poetry. Doing us proud. When I close my eyes, it sounds like silence. What we're after in the darkness. Do you speak to the music or speak to the silence? Forfeiting the space between to a small audience dying to love. When I love someone, I let them come to me first. So maybe I need to come to myself. Where is the lover? Love is not a truth to be left in the air. Between enlightened souls, it can't be a witness. It plays a game with the lonely heart, a freak show I return to often. I suffer through my darkest fears to get there, through the tunnel which they want you to go. It can't entirely be defined except for the rays of light strategically placed for when you begin to lose yourself. I need to take breaks from seeing, to glimpse silence. The spirits are too many. Curved paths are always predictable, always predictable. Straight through is always innovative. Sometimes my eyes are closed, but they are always open when the end is in mind. When I close my eyes, it sounds like silence, what we're after in the darkness and the light.
You are listening to Seamus Morrison. So this is love. And now, Parala Bataya with So This Is Love, written by Ken Eros and Kelly McCann Eros.
To learn more about the music and performers featured on the Townies Podcast, please visit thetowniespodcast.org. Closing out this week's episode is An Itsy Bitsy Spider, written and performed by Kathleen Helwitz. Also known as Sassleen for her propensity to earnestly and hilariously sass the other members of my Tuesday evening class, Miss Kathleen is all that is good and generous and insightful in the world. Brothers and sisters of the front row and beyond, I stand before you today with expectations hovering above my head. Expectations of what is possible in a day or a lifetime. Brothers and sisters, fold your hands, but do not close your eyes. Never, never close your eyes. (laughs) Oh, the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the water spout. (laughs) Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the spout again. When I wake each day, I do a check of my body. Yes, I do that. (laughs) And it lets me know I need to pee without a second thought I'm in the bathroom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I find myself in the middle of my morning routine. Prayers, core strengthening exercises, brain training, sensible food, and more meds that any great-grandma could possibly shake a stick at. They are the glue and the band-aids that help me make it through my day in one piece. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have trouble making my fingers work. It's not that I have forgotten, it's that my body just doesn't remember. And it may take me longer than I would like, but I get a lot done by the end of my day. My heart has not forgotten how to keep trying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have given up news for music. Harsh words for softer ones. And doing everything on my own for asking for help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, brothers and sisters, some days a great-grandma falls short of the mark, though. Some days a great-grandma forgets that her dear, totally devoted to his family spouse, has lost a good portion of the reasoning part of his brain to four strokes, an ADHD-challenged childhood. Some days I'm not so good. Some days my need to have a person who hears me and understands me runs headlong into his need to be with someone who does the same for him instead of someone who can be impatient, angry, frustrated at times. Hallelujah. (laughs) Some days I forget St. Patrick's Day, 1981, Ojai, California. When my friend took me to the purple wagon for dinner, the firebird to dance, and where I had a Heineken with a deputy sheriff who carried dozens of pictures of his four children with him everywhere. I forget the day he located the child I was forced to give up at birth. The kitchen we remodeled, the hot tub we put in, only 16 years later to give it away on Craigslist. (laughs) I forget years spent visiting his mother daily at a rest home in Ojai with me at his side. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He turned out to be exactly what my friend described that night in Ojai 1981, a deputy sheriff who was really good at being right where you needed him, right when you needed him the most. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 35 years later, eight kids, nine grandkids, five great-grandkids, and births and deaths and graduations and weddings and soccer games and vacations and Girl Scout cookies and dear God, he's a Republican, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> My Parkinson's, my hypertension, my restless legs collide with his stroke damage, ADHD, fender benders on, the, on repeat. Oh, yea, though I walk through the valley, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health. Is this what it feels like to be given the opportunity to really experience the meaning of those words so neatly placed into the vows we made so long ago? Those words are so much messier now mixed with behavior, diagnoses, reality. Is this how true love plays out? At times I wonder how my life has turned out. <clears throat> Not at all the way I had planned it when I was young. A big house like grandma's. Lots of children like in the movie Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> no serious problems, just a successful family fulfilling their dreams. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, my life looks nothing at all like that. <laughs> it is a big, messy, high-maintenance life filled with complications, medications, re-education, frustration, and humor, and friends, and romance, and adventure, and memories, and the memories mixed with the mess. Maybe I didn't get what I wanted, and maybe I got what I needed. And maybe I have grown stronger than I ever thought was possible. And maybe my life could have been boring and dull. And hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters of the front row and beyond, please open your program to the Itsy Bitsy Spider call and response. <laughs> oh, the Itsy Bitsy Spider climbed up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. And the itsy bitsy spider climbed up the spout again. Amen. We just heard from Kathleen Helwitz. Thank you, Kathleen. the story. Please join us every other Tuesday for a new round of freshly minted stories. I am Kim Maxwell of Kim Maxwell Studio, and we teach people to launch their stories loudly and unapologetically into the world, to laugh more, risk more, and have bigger lives. The Townies podcast is co-produced by Lily Brown, Asa Larmonth, and Ken Eros. Studio engineering and mixing by Arrows Creative and Sound. The Townies theme song was written and performed by Rain Perry, recorded and mixed by Martin Young, and mastered by Mark Hallman at the Congress House. 
The Townies podcast is in part made possible by a generous grant from the Ojai Arts Commission and the City of Ojai, a small town with big stories. You can find out more about us at thetowniespodcast.org. Thank you for listening. A reader sends a thumbs up to Brian at Fred's Tire Man in Oakview for helping her with tire pressure with it. Okay. Helping with her tire pressure program. Okay, sorry. That was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> I'm passing judgment. That was incorrect. <laughs> what happened to silent judgment, Ken? <laughs> He's trying out a new, a new form. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry, I'll do it again.